This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you today. And we're about to throw down. But before we do on this, I'm going to give you the question. Michael's got a story to share. The question is, does the tribulation immediately follow the rapture? Yep. Now, before we get there, tell your story. Okay. So, Village Church of Barlow. We're pastors of Village Church. Yes, we are. So, some people are new to Village Church. Some people have been here a long time, right? And this idea of the tribulation and the rapture, it is very, very, like, near and dear to some of the people people, who have been at Village Church for a long time. Some of them might be listening to this, and they think I am off my rocker. (laughs) I'm going to interrupt you here for just a second. Two years ago, when I was candidating for the position of discipleship pastor— I was drilled by so many people at Village Church. Do you believe in the tribulation? Do you believe in the rapture? Are you premillennial? You know, and it was just almost hilarious of yeah. how there there was a lot of energy behind those questions. Yep. And I thought, hmm, yep. is this an interrogation or is this a am I candidating here? Yep. What which one is it? Let let's let's say of of the hundreds of people that go to Village Church, you're gonna have like 30 or 40 that are like passionate about this because they were here way back in the day. Okay. Mm-hmm. But those 30 or 40. Like they've been here a long time. They have no fear. They're going right. to ask you whatever they want, you know? And, um, and so I, so what would happen is, uh, is that anybody who was hired, anybody who did anything like you had to fall in line, oh, right? Yeah, I People see were that. hired and let go based on what they believed in. So when they hired me in 2003, <laughs> they said, they said, what do you believe about this? And I said, I don't know, but I promise not to teach anything contrary to what we believe. <laughs> and I was asked so many times, what do you do? And I would always have to punt constantly because I was like, I wasn't where the church was. Yeah. And I told them I was really transparent with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And every once in a while, someone would find out because like somebody would tell them, they'd be like, oh, you, are you even a Christian? Wait, so I always like, ask, are, are you saying that this podcast not only is making some people at Village Church very nervous, but mm-hmm. you might lose your job over this podcast? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's good to be in charge now. So. <laughs> Um, that was back in the day when I was a youth pastor. And, uh, anyways, this was so central to our life and community 20 years ago. Oh yeah. That to disagree with this, you, you were, you weren't allowed to teach. Yeah. I mean, that's how serious it was. And so like, uh, the fact that you and I can be on staff, have different opinions on this shows, like we're obviously we're not, we're still the same church and we still Mm -hmm. love the Lord, the same gospel, same word of God. But you know, our emphases have drastically changed. And globally, like in the church, um, there's not a dominant view on this. Um, and no. so it's just, an, it was, it was, uh, this was the subject I was not allowed to speak of. Oh, okay. And uh, even, even so, uh, it's just been something that I've been very reticent that for some people, they, they're just happier to not know what I think. <laughs> but if they pay attention to what I say, like I do speak out of a much more covenantal perspective, which, yeah. which if you think about Democrat Republican, okay, uh, in the theological world of Bible interpretation and end times theology, you have dispensational and covenant. Yes. Now, Those like Democrat, yeah, like Democrat and Republican, you're not always all one or all the other. You might right. be primarily mm-hmm. or more of one. I'm a little more covenant than dispensational, I guess, if you put it that way. But so here's the question: Does the tribulation immediately follow the rapture? I'll give my answer. You give your answer. Okay. And um, we'll see that. I don't believe in a rapture because I don't see anywhere in scripture where the rat, where there is two comings of Jesus. I see one coming of Jesus. And so what I would say is the tribulation precedes the second Second coming. Okay. Done. Easy way to answer this question. I see a rapture that precedes 
the tribulation for the most part. And again, the reason I say that is because of the passage that we read or that I tried to read yesterday and kind of missed, missed I, a verse. I interrupted. That's okay. I missed a verse. But it's it, where, where it speaks of Jesus coming in the cloud, coming in the air. And the second coming clearly uh, speaks, verses that speak about the second coming, Jesus comes all the way to earth. Uh, the passage speaks of him coming to the earth, stepping on the Mount of Olives, Mount of Olives separating. Clearly, in my view of interpretation, a literal interpretation, when he's speaking of That's coming to the earth, yeah, coming in the that air. That is a literary coming, interpretation. I'll give you that okay. one. Coming in the air is different than coming to the Mount of Olives and touching. And there seems to be some difference. And and again, I am not, this is, you know, there are certain theological hills that I think everyone needs to be willing to die for and die on. And then there are other hills theologically that we say, hey, I've got an opinion. I see, I see scripture uh, teaching this perspective. And I, but I'm not willing to die for it, and I'm not willing to die on this hill. Good, I'm glad. So, and this is kind of where it's not I'm worth at. dying for, because neither of us are going to be right in the end, and Jesus will That's do right. something really awesomely strange and consistent with His Word, and be like, "Oh, we didn't see that one coming." And, and again, I even struggle, and I think we had a podcast very early on, you know, about teaching and preaching through uh, a, a series of messages on eschatology or end times, which is happening in, in like. Four or five weeks at Village Church as we go through the end of Daniel. Yeah, and, and we will have to do that because the Bible does speak of that. My struggle with that is, and, and you know where I'm at, is yeah. it's always the so what. So what there is a, a rapture. Yep. So what there is a tribulation. So what? Because we agree, we agree with the so what. If you don't answer the so what, the just the head knowledge or just the teaching, mm-hmm. wherever you're at on these issues, if you can't get to the so what, what does it mean to me and my walk with Christ today? I, I see it is almost irrelevant to preach it or or, yeah, or to challenge right. people with it. Now, where I'm at is a tr- traditional uh, premillennial um, pre-rapture individual the, uh, in the theological camp. But I have very good friends, and I see that there is there is a possibility of what's called pre-wrath. And pre-wrath is also, you mentioned that the pre-trib uh, rapture people are fairly new to church theology. Pre-wrath is even newer. It, it's come along in the last 30 years. Because anytime you separate the rapture from the second coming, any version of that is newer. Because that separation right. never existed in church history. With any clarity until the 1830s, 40s, and 50s. Absolutely. So now pre-wrath, pre-trib, post-trib, they're all new concepts. Yeah. And and I think the reason that people in my camp are are emphasizing the 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 rapture prior to the the tribulation is they've got to get their head around is God or will God allow his church to go through the judgment on Israel, which the tribulation is really about a judgment on Israel and about bringing them back to the true Messiah? Or is he going to allow them to go through some part of the tribulation, some part of the 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 judgment of Israel, or is, is he not? And so um, I see that there is a possibility for pre-wrath. Just tell everybody what pre-wrath is. So pre-wrath is the belief that God will not allow his church, his people, the, the Christians that have come to faith in Christ prior to the Great Tribulation to go through that time of pain and suffering as it's described in the book of Revelation. So God has not done to, destined us for wrath, which is from 1st or 2nd Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which the first half of the tribulation, by the way, is is that not like there is an agreement? Things aren't as bad in the first half. Yes. It's the second half that's really bad. Yeah, the book of Revelation explains yeah. the tribulation as a seven-year time frame, and we'll be getting into that in, in our series in Daniel about a week, uh, a biblical week. What does that mean? Mm. A little bit. We're going to find out. Yeah, we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out what you believe about it. I know what I believe about it. I'll put all but, options on the table. But it does talk about how that there is a first half of that great tribulation or the tribulation. Mm -hmm. And then the second half, the Bible refers to as the great tribulation, where things get more intense, more difficult, greater pressure on those that, uh, uh, the, those that were trying to accept the Messiah. And so pre-trib rapture people say God is going to take them out before. Which means bef the rapture before comes before the tribulation starts. Any of starts. the tribulation starts. Then there is the pre-wrath, which before things get terrible, then God will remove them, take them up uh, from the earth. And then there's the mid. So those are all mid and mm. mid trib and pre wrath are very close, but they would argue that there are slightly different. Yep. Yeah. Let me just give you like my big overview. Yes. Um, I'm really reticent of new doctrines. I'm reticent of doctrines that the church has missed for 1800 years. I'm, I'm reticent. I agree that we should caution and, and have apprehension of why is there this new teaching that the church missed? Right. So what I, what I've appreciated, I mean, I went to a dispensationalist undergrad. You sure did. And Moody Bible Institute. And uh, what I've appreciated is that over the last hundred and you know, 70 years, dispensationalism has progressed to the point where they now have progressive dispensationalism. Yes, and that's where I would land. Right, which is very much, much, much closer to a covenantal perspective with a few major differences. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have a difference in terms of how you view the end times, and there's a subtle difference, depending on where you're at, uh, between God's focus in place of Israel in the, in the end times. Yeah, and that is one of the distinctions that I just want to make sure that the listeners are hearing. Dispensationalists, one of the things that they would just be willing to die for is there is a biblical difference between Israel and the church, that that God does make a distinction typically, and you'd have to, I hope you'd agree, covenant theology sometimes blends the blessings of Israel to the blessings of the church. And I find, I get really nervous when that happens. I don't. Yes, I know you don't. So historically, which is why I would be historic pre-mill, because it's generally the, it is a position that goes historically back mm -hmm. farthest. You're talking about the the, the tribulation. Uh, yeah, my intense position. I'm a historic pre-mill. So I, I do believe in a millennium. Um, mm -hmm. not, yes, you not do. By, not by my desire, but by the one random text that gets dropped into Revelation 20 bar. <laughs> a thousand years. A thousand years. A thousand years. We can talk about years. that again. You may, if you want to know why I am a, I am a passionate but frustrated premillennialist, you can, you can ask me. Um, but that being said, uh, uh, what was I talking about? So let, let me, let me clarify something for our listeners <laughs> because a lot of times name? it gets confusing. Where are we? I, there's so many terms. Yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, yeah. like it's, it's, you're done. You're gone. If you hear the term millennial, if you hear all millennial, pre-millennial, post-millennial, yeah, if you're hearing that, you're talking about where does the tribulation come in relation to the millennial? A millennium. Millennium. Which is a thousand years where Christ banishes sin and Satan and rules on the earth, uh, et cetera. And so we would have different, different. reasons for why we believe Christ yes. establishes millennium. But I think one of the things to understand is that for me, mm -hmm. um, Israel is a part of the church if 
if they've trusted in Christ. If they trusted in Christ. If they trusted in Christ. And the church is Judaism fulfilled. Like there technically would never have to be a Christianity because all Christianity is, is the logical extension of the prophecies of Judaism fulfilled in Jesus. The only reason we have a separate name for the two is because there's a bunch of belligerent Jews who said we will not follow Christ. And so Christians had to call themselves Majority. Christians to, but they were still seen as Jews, yes. just a different sect of yes, Judaism yes, yes, yes. Um, back in the first century. So, uh, but any Jew who trusts in Christ is a real Christian and every Christian, whether they're Gentile or Jew, inherits all the blessings and privileges of Christ. Mm. So um, if you're, if you're going to make a distinction between in the future, there are Jews who get more or different blessings than Christians Christian Jews versus Gentile Jews, you're making a distinction that I don't believe the new covenant makes uh, at all. But here's what I will say. <laughs> by force. Here's, uh-huh, what I by do force. Believe. here's what I do believe. No Jew will get more benefits than any Christian, right? We're all adopted in the same family, yes. children, heirs, whatever. But because God is nice and kind, according to Revelation 11, because of a promise that he made before even Christ to Abraham, um, he will draw many of the national Jews to himself at the end times. But they are only drawn into Jesus. And once they're drawn into Jesus, they, we all collectively in Christ inherit the same blessings. And so I do believe at the end time, we will see a larger conversion of Jews only because God is keeping a promise he made to Abraham. Correct. Way, way, way back that. in the day. But I don't yep. believe the Jews have any elevated status. They're not better Christians or no, worse Christians. No, no, no. We're all sons of God who trust in Jesus Christ, Jew or Gentile. And uh, covenant theology does not make a distinction between extra blessings for Jews and less blessings for Gentiles later on. Point being, <laughs> uh, I like the historical perspective of premillennialism because I can find it throughout church history. I do see it in scripture. I personally cannot find a rapture in the Bible that is, uh, let's just say this, a two comings of Jesus Christ, unless I superimpose them on the text. They're just not. To and, me, they're we, not in the do, text. We do differ Which on is this. great. Yeah, no, that's fine. Sorry. I love you no matter what. Um, <laughs> and uh, so does the tribulation immediately follow the rapture? Oh, yeah, the question. The um, question. The sorry. question is. Uh, does the tribulation immediately follow the rapture? My brain is hurting from this. Um, and, and again. So, there is so no we, rapture, so no. Yeah, for you, it's, there is no rapture. There is, <laughs> but, there, but you do hold to a tribulation. Second, and a second coming. And, and a millennium. second coming. Yep, yep. Okay. Hesitantly, but passionately a millennium. Yeah. Because God said it. So, um yeah, you know, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna erase tomorrow's question because I don't like it. All right, and we're gonna because um, it really has no. We've already beat this thing to death. Yes. Here's the question for tomorrow: What about people who say, "Oh, I'm a pan millennialist. I don't worry about it. God's it, just gonna do it, whatever He wants." How about that? You want to talk about that? Let's talk about that. All right, sounds good. See you tomorrow.